You're listening to the Save the Marriage Podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. I'm wondering if your relationship is suffering from a certain addiction that I see many times in many relationships, and this addiction happens to be a very corrosive part to the relationship. I'm not talking about to some substance or uh, to some process. You know, I'm not talking about a gambling addiction or addiction to alcohol. I'm talking about an addiction to a communication pattern and a thought process, and that communication and thought process that go hand in hand is the communication process of blame. Is your relationship addicted to blame? Do you have two people who are equally convinced that the other person is entirely at fault, or at least mostly at fault, for what's happened? Well, that tends to be what happens in relationships that are stuck. And there's a simple reason. We don't want to be the fault. We don't want to be the reason that a relationship is in trouble. Whenever there's something going on, whenever there's a fight, we like to think that we didn't cause it. In fact, what I've noticed is that we're living in a culture of not my fault. And so many times I find it in myself. You know, I'm driving down the road and maybe I cut someone off a little close and then they're upset with me and I go, well, that's not my fault that they're reacting that way. Failing to see that I played a role in that. The problem with this in a relationship is how quickly it gets back and forth between a couple so they escalate their blame. They begin to go looking for all of the proof that they are innocent of this and all of the proof that their spouse is guilty of this problem. Now, there are a couple of problems when we step into the not my fault phase. And I want to talk a little bit about those because blame is really about the focus on your spouse and the defocus on yourself. And several things happen when you do that. When the focus of the attention of what's happened, what's wrong, is placed outside of you, then you've got some problems. The first thing is that generally it's very false. In fact, rarely have I seen situations where one person is entirely at fault. And when that is the case, it is the, such the exception that there's something else hugely going on that is outside of the norm. There might be uh, some other big issues. Generally speaking, in, in terms of the relationship and where the relationship is, it's a joint process to get there. That doesn't mean that there's not some action that might finally tip things over, but it's a joint process. For instance, some people say, well, what about an affair? You can't tell me I'm at fault for my affair. And my response is this, this point of blame is not about a particular event, but where the relationship is at this point. So let's look at the affair. Yes, somebody acted out and broke the boundaries of the relationship. But before that, My guess is there were two things going on in the relationship that created the circumstances where that affair could take place. The first thing is probably a lack of connection. Generally, in fact, I would say almost always, in the midst of an affair, there is a disconnected relationship. Remember, the foundation, the lifeblood, the circulation of a relationship, of a marriage, is connection. And, and since we are desperately in need of that circulation, since we're definitely de- desperately in need of that lifeblood of, of the relationship, when it's missing, there is a, a vulnerability. 
We start looking for the places to fill that in. It's just kind of a natural human thing to look for that connection somewhere, to try to bring it into your life. And the problem with that is then the the relationship is at risk and all it takes is the next piece, the lack of boundaries. Lots of times couples tell me that they never had a conversation about the boundaries of the relationship either because they didn't understand that that existed or they didn't understand what that would look like or they didn't know how to set them. They didn't know how to create those boundaries. We don't have to do it anywhere else. And so the first time you have to do it, it's for real. So a lot of times when there is an affair, it's because there has been a disconnected relationship where there are not boundaries to protect a disconnected relationship. That takes two people to create that situation. If we start looking at the relationship like a dance, you realize that both people are playing their steps. And so, you know, if at some point you say, hey, you stepped on my foot, it's possible that both people's feet were at the wrong place at the wrong time. Or perhaps you you realize that you didn't even know the steps that the other person was going to do and, and you got in the way, but there's still the dance going on. The two of you are dancing the steps together and therefore there's a joint responsibility in how that dance goes. So the first thing that happened, the first thing that you notice the problem in this is that there it's usually false. Rarely is it the case that one person truly is to blame. Very rarely is that the case. The second thing is how disempowering it is if you say it is all your fault. Because as soon as you say it is all your fault, then you realize if you had nothing to do with it, there's nothing you can do about it. And so in the process of thinking that way, you rob yourself of the capacity of changing in the process. This is a powerful place that I see many people get stuck. They'll come to me and they'll say, you know, I want a better relationship, but I didn't do this. And so why should I have to do anything about it? Somebody else ought to have to do this. My spouse ought to have to clean this up. My spouse ought to take responsibility for this. Not me. I didn't do this. What's interesting to me is how often I've had couples in my office, both people pointing to what the other person did that caused this. Both people are able to start the process. And so it usually goes kind of like this story. One will say, well, you know, my spouse did this. And the other person will say, yeah, but I did that because of this. And the other spouse will say, yeah, but I did that because of this. And the other person will say, yeah, but I did that because of this. And if I were to let them go long enough, I'm pretty sure they would go all the way back to the point when they first met. And every step would be pointing the finger at the other person because they are caught in a game that it's not my fault. And the problem is what they really want to have happen is for the other person to say, you're right. This is my bad. Let me fix it. That's the fantasy that we have but it misses out the reality of the relationship that has caused this. So when we disempower ourselves with blame, we're stuck with not being able to move forward in any way with power. And the third thing that happened is it falsers the wait method. You might be familiar with the wait method. Well, I'll wait until my spouse understands that this is their fault. Well, I'll I'll wait until my spouse takes some action to get this going. Well, I'll wait until my spouse comes to their senses, right? Or I'll wait and see what happened. In all of these places, you'll see the common thing is waiting for the spouse to take action. So first, you're disempowered, and second, you might even be choosing to wait for the reality to hit a spouse. The problem is 
the longer these relationship issues go on, the more they become anchored, the more they become uh, deeply embedded, and the deep, more deeply entrenched they are, the harder they are to make anything different. And so here's the danger. You might be tempted to shift it from, sh- from the spouse blame to self-blame. The shift from spouse blame to self-blame. That's not what I'm looking for. Because we're still in the blame game. So if you're sitting here going, okay, maybe I need to change that. I've got to stop blaming my spouse, so I'll just take all of the blame on myself. Then all we've done is go the opposite direction, still in the same game. Generally, we find that if you go from one extreme to another extreme, you miss the place in the middle where something can happen. So let's not go to that other place. I don't think that the point of my conversation with you is to convince you to blame yourself as much as to suggest that you might be addicted to blame. In fact, you're as addicted to blame if what you're doing now is saying, okay, it's all my fault. I'll take it all on. It's all my fault. That's still playing the same game, just from a different angle. So I want to note real quickly, though, that people do act in destructive ways. I don't want to deny that. People do destructive things. And, and so this is not me trying to, to gloss over the fact that there are probably some painful events in your life, whether it's an outside affair or a really dirty fight, nasty fight, or bad actions where somebody's hiding money or, or some other action that undermines the commitment and connection. People do those things, and I don't want to say that they don't happen. The problem is we like to highlight the action and not look at the process underneath it, not look at the relationship that's holding that and creating the possibility for that to happen. So be clear that I'm not denying those bad things happening. What I want to point to is how you move to a better relationship. Not get rid of those things, but understand those things in the context because what I've noticed is that most actions are made in the service of self. Most, most bad actions that people take are made in the service of self. In other words, when we act badly against somebody else, it's because we need to do it for our selfhood, for our, our self-understanding. In some ways, we probably are doing it in order to believe that we're not the bad guy, right? And what's interesting is that there are lots of bad actions. I mean, all you have to look is at politics or, or world order or any of the international actions, and you'll notice that somebody is feeling self-justified in their actions and pointing the finger at the other person about or, or other nation or other party or other politician about why they took that action. This is a natural human thing, this element of wanting to be innocent. It's just entirely destructive to an intimate relationship. And as we've noticed, it's pretty destructive to uh, countries and to politics and to uh, peace in different places. This same element is where we all act in service of ourselves because we want to prove that we took the higher action, even though it's at the, the detriment of a relationship. Most actions are in the service of the self, and it's to maintain the it ain't my fault frame. What else could I do? Right? That's what we're basically saying. Of course I hid that money. What else was I supposed to do? Right? Of course I had the affair. What else was I supposed to do? Of course I fought dirty. What else was I supposed to do? And usually they then ended up with actions of the other person. It's again shifting to the actions of the other person. 
So let me suggest a couple of shifts that can happen in order to uh, clear up the addiction, in order to break the pattern. The first thing is to shift from blame to understanding. Blame to understanding. And there are a couple of pieces to the understanding. First is, if you're able to understand that people do the best they can given where they are. This was one of the most uh, eye-opening moments in my life. One day when I realized that people do the best they can given where they are. It may not be that they're acting the way I would want them to. It may not be acting in the way that's optimal for their life. It may not be acting in a way that's healthy in their life, but they're doing the best they can given where they are at that moment. This is not saying that people are always acting at their optimal best. It's not saying that people are always at their highest self. It's just acknowledging that where we are at any point in time, we're doing the best we can at that moment. So doing that creates an empathy both for the other person and for ourselves (laughs) to recognize that there is a context that somebody's trying to move forward and trying to find a better way, but acting in that moment of the best they can where they are. The second piece of understanding under that from shift to blame, from blame to understanding is understanding that there is the relational dance. Many times we like to kind of have that snapshot, not the motion picture, but the snapshot. (laughs) Instead of watching the whole video of how it unwound, we liked only that one snapshot that really puts the spouse in a bad light. And we missed the video before that. So part of my suggestion is to see the dance steps, not just that one step, not just that one moment, but the dance steps over the life of the relationship. The second shift is from blame to responsibility. Blame is pointing the finger at who caused that past event. Responsibility is a little bit different. Responsibility asks the question, given this, what now? Given where we are, given what's happened in the past, what do I do about it now? It gets us away from the who did this to what can I do about it? So if you're stuck at that place of saying, wait, I don't want to take on the blame, that's super. You don't have to, but you might step into responsibility of asking, so then what now? Given where we are, what do I do now? There's a second piece to the responsibility, and that is saying, I choose to move forward. You can't say it for your spouse. You can't wait for your spouse to choose to move move forward, but you can step into moving forward. Whenever we make the shift to responsibility, we re-empower ourselves. Blame always robs us of power. Responsibility always empowers, brings us power. So instead of disempowering yourself with blame, let me suggest that you break the addiction. Even if your spouse stays addicted, You break your own addiction to blame and step forward into your responsibility of what can you do now. Now, this does raise one question. If you're not sure what to do now, let me suggest that you try out the Save the Marriage system. I kind of say this every week because I really believe that part of what these podcasts are doing is moving you towards a direction where you're ready to take action, where you're ready to take on the responsibility, where you're ready to give up the blame frame and move into a different game a different dance, a different understanding. So the Save the Marriage system is designed to help you understand what's happened, 
but more importantly, what to do from there. If you're interested in that, I would love it if you would join me and grab the system at savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. A couple of things. One is I have a couple of offers right now. One is a free week of the VIP virtual coaching program. If you join now, there'll be a place and you'll see that you you are invited in to joining that. And please take advantage of that. It's a free week of virtual coaching with me and free access to trainings that will help you with that. And if you go ahead and grab the system, I'll also have one of my coaches call you and make sure you get started. Now, I do limit this only to U.S. citizens. That's the promise to U.S. citizens. We try to get everybody around the world, but that ends up being a little bit more difficult uh, and giving time zones and and all kinds of other uh, pieces. That's a little bit harder to do. But if you're in the U.S., we do make sure that we get to you. All you have to do is make that request. You'll see the place to make that request after you've made the purchase, after you've grabbed the system, then you're ready to get started. Otherwise, I wish you the best as you continue to break the blame game and move into your own responsibility as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. Thank you.